Good afternoon and welcome back to the Jill Bennett Show. My name is Scott Schantz, sitting in for Jill all this week. And we're going to talk about AI, artificial intelligence, which has been kind of like this huge thing for the last like nine months, a year, um, when it kind of dropped on the scene with ChatGPT and kind of infiltrated everyone's lives. Uh, there's a great article in BIV that I think that's business in Vancouver. Embrace, don't fear artificial intelligence, says BC researcher. Uh, joining me now to discuss this is my guest, Jeremy Turner. He's a sessional instructor at the Department of Cognitive Science at SFU. Thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate having you come in today. Thanks for having me here. So you work with artificial intelligence, right? Can you explain what it is that you do as, as much as you can? Sure. Well, I have a dual life, both as a professor that talks about artificial intelligence mm -hmm. for uh, first-year students, and I also have an art practice, which I've had for quite a while now, where I make, uh, I actually make artists. I make artists that make their own styles inside of places like virtual reality and things like that. Okay, so when you say you make artists, you're saying that you create like an AI, you create like an AI, for lack of a better term, like a robot that goes and creates its own art. That's right. Kind of like a robot inside of a video game-like environment, a virtual environment. But it doesn't look like a robot. It looks like something weirder than that. But yes, I make these artists that make their own kind of artwork. Okay. And so the, the artwork, when you see it, because you created the artist that makes it, but not the actual art, are you ever surprised by the art that the AI comes up with? Always surprised. Uh, that's part of the fun, right? You don't have... I mean, I like having some control. I like having some uh, authorial control. I want to be able to design them. Okay. I, wa I want to be a, a, you know, a creator, uh, but I'm kind of what they call a meta-creator. So I, I create creations that also create. And uh, I know it sounds a bit nuts, but um, basically, uh, yeah, I mean, they're making... I, I like them to have some freedom to make what they want. It's like having a child. I see. It's like having okay. a child. You don't know exactly what they're <laughs> going to do. Right? Yeah. But um, like having your own kid, right? Your own son or daughter yeah. or whatever. It's like that. You can't control them really, but you made them right. in a sense. And so you, you have and that you kind can of attachment. You can like influence them, but still like they have the ability to surprise you and shock you. And uh, man, it's the whole thing is is kind of mind-blowing. Um, so you you say you teach on on AI as well. So let me ask you this. Like this article that I'm referring to. It, it sort of speaks to this idea that people have a kind of um, trepidation around AI and its rapid advancement. Do you do you recognize that that people are sort of um, a little bit a little bit iffy about it at this stage in the game? It's more than a little bit iffy. It's a heavily polarized discussion, especially over social media. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of friends. Some friends take the side of uh, art is only for for humans mm -hmm. to make. Because there's something supposedly special about us, like we have some kind of soul or something, right. which supposedly an artificial, artificial uh, creature can never do or replicate or or make for themselves. And, and yeah. I'm in, I I don't try to respond too much in social media anymore because I get exhausted from oh, having to sure. defend my my stance, which is more in the minority that I believe that. AI art is our future. Maybe the last kind of artwork we Interesting. will make as humans. Yeah, like one of the examples that has been um, sort of talked about is uh, like the Beatles. There was a, a story maybe about a month, maybe six weeks ago, that Paul McCartney was going to finish and use an AI to finish a Beatles song. And, you know, like that's his choice and we'll get a new Beatles song. That's, that's fantastic. But a lot of people pushed back on this that like it's not John Lennon singing and... John Lennon wrote these songs like reflecting about something that he was was going through and an AI 
could, can't actually experience those same emotions that motivates them to write this same, this same thing. And like, I identify with that, like, because art has had such a, such a powerful role in my own life, helping me sort of navigate my existence. But if you said to me, if you, if you like pulled the curtain back right now and you were like, guess what? It's all a simulation. And every Beatles song was written by an AI. I'd be like, well, I guess, I guess that proves it wrong. So there kind of is this, um, this conflict there, right? Like between people, people just don't like the idea of it, but if they did, if they knew no better, they wouldn't even, they wouldn't even know. The thing about technology is it shocks us at first, and then we start taking it for granted. Just look at recorded media, okay? Sounds. We're listening to the sounds of dead people. Right. Right? Which, yes. And when it came out with Edison's time, people were apparently, uh, well, they were throwing up, having reactions like this. They could not handle the idea of listening to dead ghosts. Right, that we've recorded somebody and we're playing yeah. them back. And that was seen as not live, not real, not their soul. Wow. You can see where this is coming up again. The same kind of arguments. It's a different thing, different media now. And same with photography. Photography, you just press a button. And you have an image of a thing forever, whether that thing exists or not. Yeah. These are these are great comparisons to sort of help us kind of digest and and navigate this because um, I certainly don't think it's going away. Talk about maybe the future of of AI art. I mean, I, I understand what you do, but one um, one of the big things we're looking at right now is the strike in Hollywood. A big a big factor of that is how much they're going to use AI to to influence screenwriting, um, CGI, all of those type of things. Like this is not going away, is it? No, I can't predict what, where culture goes. Culture could have a severe backlash, reactionary backlash against this. If we let the technology do its thing and progress the way it can go, um, I, I see AI evolving from being a tool or a piece of software mm -hmm. to being like a collaborator or a companion. Yes. But that's only if culture allows it to happen. Okay. Is there any part of you that worries, I like the word that you use, collaborator, that worries about it being a competitor? No, I don't worry about that. I don't have that, I don't believe I have that kind of hubris to think I'm that special. Maybe it's just for me. Other people think they're quite special as an artist with their own soul. I think uh, we all have the capability to create. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's just about finding the means to create, to unlock our imagination to create, whether you're a artisan artist or just a, anyone else. Yeah, I, I completely agree with what you're saying, that we all have this idea to, to create. But what I'm saying is like, uh, is there a concern that people who sort of are these, um, not, not small time, but like, you know, independent artists, people who create it like at a local level um, and you know, sort of do it as a side gig or hoping to work it. In. Like, let's take a musician, for example, an independent musician who's like trying to grow his career and is making, you know, a suitable living off of it and stuff. And there's a space for them, you know, to perform at coffee houses and local venues and those type of things. If an AI comes along and does like a slightly better job of that for significantly less money, is there a concern that that takes away these positions and this, you know, level of livelihood for actual humans. Well, human competitors firstly already do that to that other human. They already out uh, make things cheaper for them and, and everything else. There's, mm -hmm. This is the world, right? Yeah. Competing against the world. But also, um, I was going to say something about, can you just re re rephrase that question? Yeah. There's something I wanted yeah. to say about that quickly. Are, like, are we worried that, that essentially oh. AI is going to take the jobs uh, of creators? Yeah. yeah. Are, an, an artisan might be threatened. Someone who makes a livelihood 
and the craft of being a human artist. Mm-hmm. They, might, they might be legitimately threatened. We're going to have to probably start worrying about universal basic income mm-hmm. to not not just help bail out artists to be freely creative and pay the rent, but also everyone else. I mean, all these other, it's not just arts, it's every industry, every thinking industry is going to be eventually replaced. Okay. So. I'm glad I'm glad you bring that up because that's sort of where I kind of wanted to go next is um, we are going to see AI like outside of just the arts circle um, really influence kind of all of the you know I, I even read recently something about like using predictor models in in governance and politics international relations all of those type of things because it it invokes no emotion uh, unless you tell it to but uh, even those emotions that it would invoke uh, correct me if I'm wrong would be modeling human emotions like it's just you know we're telling it to act like us which is to like let it emotion be emotionally driven which is something that we know is not a good thing to do um, essentially this is going everywhere isn't it yeah my biggest fear is the whole idea of garbage in garbage out right? I see they're, they're gonna they're a mirror for ourselves for yeah. good or for bad so what right? would that so, lo- what would that look like uh, garbage in gar like if we teach it to do something well just look if you remember there was a Microsoft chatbot that was really racist okay it was uh, is because it, it was fed data about uh, from racists okay. Yeah. Now, I think people's big fear, um, and I don't know if this is completely uh, unfounded or not, is that, you know, we kind of make these jokes of like, oh, it's the Matrix or it's uh, uh, Skynet from Terminator or whatever, that, you know, the machine eventually does become self-aware and um, takes over. Is, Is that a possibility in your mind? Is that even conceivable? What would that look like? I think it's very conceivable, and unless culture prevents it, very likely. Uh, but just think of it this way. I mean, um, if you have a human child, right, we want to give it freedom. We want to give it autonomy. Mm-hmm. So why are we so worried about giving something artificial autonomy? What's so different about that? I mean, I think that it's because, A, we don't understand it. Yeah. I think there's like a big part there. But B, because... Um, you know, we're aware of the limit of the the limit of resources on the planet, and that we are aware that this like this thing could uh, essentially the idea is that a, a self aware robot essentially or system could see us as a threat to it and and want to want to see us as a competition to it and want to eliminate. Us. I mean, I don't know. It's shocking and scary and uh, like, it's crazy to even be having this conversation. Yeah. But, but any other human can be like that too. It could be your competitor, might not like you, might want to eliminate you. And that's a great, I mean, you used that, that point before that humans are already doing that. But I think there's something at least, even though many people don't acknowledge it, I think that there is still something in recognizing the... Um, that we are one race. You know, I think if you strip down so much of the ideology that we see out there, we're one, you know, one people, um, earth, earthlings. And, uh, now we have, we're introducing something that is other. And, uh, that's sort of a scary idea, but man, you definitely make some very interesting arguments and I appreciate your time being here. Thank you so much for having me here. Okay. So if, if people would be interested in seeing the type of art that you do, where could they see it? 
Uh, contact me directly. I'm just putting some stuff back online slowly. So okay, contact me directly. but it, like you can, uh, it, it's like not view. It's not like a painting that you would view somewhere downtown. It's it's no, online. No, it's on places. Well, it was on YouTube. I'm putting it back on YouTube and uh, some other places online. I'll be putting them back up. Okay, fantastic. We'll be sure to share links and stuff when we when we do have that available. Uh, Professor Jeremy Turner from the Department of Cognitive Science at SFU. Uh, don't be afraid of the AI. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show.